Hello and welcome to Horror Squadcast, episode 11. I'm your host, Daniel Mark Young, and with me is my co-host, David Duke. Hello. Hello. Yes, we've been away for a few weeks. Um, our recording schedule is a little bit sporadic at the moment. We're hoping to kind of that to settle down and become every fortnight. Uh, and we are going to be getting guests on soon, I promise. This is just one of those things we've had sort of, uh, I don't want to say technical hitches in terms of that, but it's just it's just getting things organised. We record at a really, really weird time, like really early in the morning, and like <laughs> getting people to come on, like it's, it's a bit of a commitment. So I, I'll we will sort that out though. We will be having guests come on very, very soon. Now, um, we've got plenty to talk about. We're going to be doing a review of Infinity Pool very, very soon. But before that, we're going to be talking about what we've been watching, and I'm going to start with you, David, because I've got a feeling you've got slightly more to talk about and probably ha- happier experiences. Uh, I won't say happier experiences. Okay. <laughs> I would say I've got a little bit more to talk about, but I wouldn't say, like, happy experiences. Because just okay. about everything I've watched this week has left me in a confuddling type... I don't know what you're going to call it. Like, like... You know, you get to the end of the movie and you're like, what the fuck? What the okay. fuck did I just sort of, do you know, like, what did I watch? Okay, I, yeah. I, I don't really understand what's going on. Uh, and it seems, that seems to be the trend. Okay, yeah, I can match that. Just lately. You know, it seems to be the trend where you, the, the movie doesn't seem to be about anything specific. Yeah. And yeah. then ends, ends leaving you like... So what was it? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I actually concurrent care. There is actually this weird sort of like trend now of like, and it's and it comes across a lot of the time as very pretentious. It can do. I don't know. Like, uh, I, I'm I'm one of those people that, and I'll get onto this when I talk about what I'm going to talk about. But like, I agree. Like, there should be some kind of, you know structure in terms of like what's going on and make things made a little clearer for the audience and like not everything spelled out and laid out for everybody to kind of you know it's good to be able to sort of form your own opinions and make your own minds about stuff but nowadays it just seems like let's just do a bunch of weird shit and people will make their own minds up and i don't know yeah not, not really into yeah that. it's it's like let's just like chuck fucking all sorts at summit mm. <laughs> so I mean, before I get to that kind of stuff, I mean, they they are a little bit left open, some of these. Uh, The Unholy, I watched that the other day. Uh, Obviously, if nobody's seen that tough shit, I'm going to tell you about it anyway, because that's what we're here for. (laughs) Yeah. And basically, it's a deaf, dumb, mute girl or all of a sudden starts hearing the voice of the Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. So she thinks. But it turns out that it's this uh, de- demon, that witch that was burned on a tree after having a, a mask nailed to her face, which was quite right. interesting. Uh, but then this, this lass starts performing miracles, like she starts healing people and all that. And then... <clears throat> The demon wants the more people that worship the demon, the stronger it becomes. Yeah. And you got this uh, journalist who's really down and out. He's not, you know, his career is going down the shit, basically. But he sees this and starts promoting it, you know, and he comes real friendly with the, the, the girl. I must say that the girl all of a sudden starts hearing and speaking. So that's like the first miracle that they think of. Yeah. And it gets put out worldwide, basically. So everybody starts going, oh, yeah, she's the virgin. You know, she's a healer. It's a miracle on all this lot. So this demon starts to get a bit stronger. Turns out that the lass is the last blood ancestor of this demon right but anyway it ends up curbing it all where you know there's this big fight ensuing because 
once the uh, girl and the reporter, and obviously the hot woman, there's always a hot woman in it, but, you know, she, she, you know they all they discover that it's the demon and they try and stop it. So the demon goes all hell, shit loose and all that lot. And basically, I won't say the ending, but that's pretty much how it works out. And it's, it was all right. It was good. Good effects in it. And I did enjoy it. It does have, uh, what do you call him in it? Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you know, from... Uh, yeah, yeah. Walking Dead. Good old Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, this coming out a couple of years ago, and it kind of got advertised. I think it did come out theatrically, but it bombed pretty hard. Yeah, I d- yeah, I didn't mind it. Uh, I don't know if it's what it was Cricket Brown, William Sadler, Kate Esselton. I'm really good with names, aren't I? Yeah, you're great. <laughs> so we're definitely. I do try. I do try. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah. So, do you recommend it? I. It's all right for a Saturday night watch, I guess. If you know, yeah. sat there. There's no else on. Yeah, get get your popcorn out, give it a watch. It's. I'd give it what maybe a three, nearly four out of five. Fair it's play. it's a good watch. It's got a decent story behind it. You know, <clears throat> it's just uh, a, again, it's just a, a witch hanging with a demon coming back, basically. So, but it's worth a watch. Cool. Okay. Uh, got anything else? <clears throat> yeah, I saw this one the other day. It's called "Sorry About the Demon." Okay. Uh, <laughs> and basically, it is this house, and I'm trying to figure out the best words to describe it. <laughs> It's kind. It's more of a comedy horror, right? <clears throat> so this guy is—he gets dumped, right? And he buys a new place, and this new place is haunted. And it's more of like a lot of spirits. And he basically tries to get his ex-girlfriend back and basically this demon wants a sacrifice and he's just, he ends up like somebody obviously knew that there was a demon in the house too. I mean, that's why he's called Sorry About the Mm. Demon. But... It takes a whole new meaning to stupidity. Okay. I mean, I mean, there is some, there is some good uh, effects in it, and right. the story's there. And again, it's probably another one of them where you want to sit and watch it when there's no on. Uh, it's not something you're going to rush out and watch. Yeah. Uh, the cast was fine. The acting was fine. But yeah, it was just all about basically he's he's single. He's trying to get his ex back, and they all, you know, things are going up to shit. She comes back, his friends come back, they all try and banish the demon, blah, blah, blah. End of story, basically. Okay. You know what I mean? Cash is John, John Michael Simpson, Jeff McQuitty, Olive Duggan-Yunson, and Paige Evans. So there's, if there's anybody in there, you know. So it was like it was it was a fine watch. It was okay. Okay, <clears throat> I'll give it a three, two to three. That one. All right. I'm not. We will I know we don't usually give stars, but I think it gives people a better f- idea. Yeah, of how rough shit idea. Whether you recommend it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. How shit mm-hmm. it is. So if I tell you it's a one, it's absolutely dog toilet water. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is that it? Uh, uh, well, I've got two, but one's just come out, and that's called A Spoonful of Sugar. Right. I'm not sure whether I want to talk about that just yet because it's only just come out. Okay. Uh, or I can do. 
but the other one was called Unearth. Which I, that has just come out as well. Right. Well, that's got Adrian Bar- Barbeau in it. Mm-hmm. We all know that who she is. She's been in a few horror films. Uh, and basically, this is like a, a farm, a farm community. And it's, it's more or less, it's more or less about two farms, two families, to be honest. And this big fracking company want to buy the land. Every, you know, all their businesses are going down the shitter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She refuses to sell, but the guy next door. He sells because he is actually, you know, he's got no money coming in. <clears throat> they give him this price and everything, and then uh, all of a sudden, the some sort of fucking dormant, like, I don't know what you call it, but ends up in the water. Right. And. Obviously, there's one woman in this who only drinks bottled water. You'll, I didn't actually cotton on, but she only drinks bottled water. And everybody else tends to go a little bit fucking Fruit Loop. But the guy who sold his land ended up with no money coming in whatsoever because they actually screwed him over. Because there were like delivery charges, that, you know, they were adding taxes, delivery charges, and by the time it got to him, it was like next to nothing. So he couldn't, he still couldn't survive in the bloody where he was living. But not not to matter because you know they all went stupidly crazy and started killing each other. Nice. <clears throat> the if you're not too happy about babies dying then I wouldn't recommend it because there is one scene in, there's only one baby in this, but it's a young mother and a baby. I must I must say it's not the mother that kills the baby, but it is a bit of a gruesome scene. So if, you know, if you don't want to watch that, then I wouldn't recommend this film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, I'd say right, well, sp- spoon, bleh. so you've got Mark Lucas, Adrian Barbo, Alison McCarthy, 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 please. No, you're McCarthy. No, I love coffee. Anyway, Brooke Sorensen and PJ Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, man. <laughs> I must admit that Dan's just nearly choked on his coffee or tea, whatever he's drinking this morning. So that was... <laughs> okay, carry on. Let's go, keep going. <laughs> well, yeah, A Spoonful of Sugar Rich has just come out on Shudder. I'll, I'll, I'll have to say that I, I can't remember where most of these films are. They're either Shudder, Amazon or Netflix, but if you have Alexa, you can always find them. But I do know A Spoonful of Sugar has just come out on, on Shudder. And that's about, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of shit. It, it's not, well, it's, it's not, but it is at the same time. Okay. It's about a teenage lass who's taking LSD for whatever reason, but she doesn't seem to have a family and she seems to be hooking up with all these different guys. Uh, like, she, you know, She's going from foster parent to foster parent, but they all seem to be single blokes. And she gets with this one couple to babysit their son, who's, like, autistic. And I think she starts giving him it. And this kid, it turns out that she's not really the evil one. It's the family. Because the the kid has been killing rabbits. You see that he's been killing rabbits because they dig one up. The babysitter helps him pull one apart and all this lot. And it turns out that their back garden is full of uh, bloody bodies, not just rabbits. Okay. So it's actually the full f- the family that's the weird fucked up set. But it's it's all about, you know, killing and sex, basically. <laughs> that's basically all it Which is. normally doesn't sound too bad, but... 
<clears throat> yeah. If you want to see a teenage lass going on with a middle-aged man, go for it. Fair play. I mean, there are other places to go for that kind of thing, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's that sort of film that I wouldn't recommend that you get your moisturiser out for. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. Put so, the tissues away. Yeah. You ain't going to be crying in this film either. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, out of five, how, how many clean yeah. it out of five? <laughs> Well, it's definitely not a three-ply. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I'd give it a two to three again. It, it's an average film for me. Okay. It's not, you know, it's not scary. It's got that little bit of suspense to it. It's uh, suspense horror, I would think. I'd say no, I might be wrong. I could just be watching something completely fucking different. Yeah. But okay, well, it was a watch. So it, you, yeah, it, it, you watched it. Yeah, someone had to. Well, when these things come up, Shudder and stuff like that, you know, they always big up their new programs, and you're like, "Oh, I'm yeah. going to watch that," and you watch it, and you think, "What the actual fuck was that?" Yeah, well, that segues nicely into what I'm going to talk about because I've got a real big problem with movies that are really hyped up these days you get i mean it's not something new obviously hyping films is a thing that's been going on for a long time but lately we've had this kind of like you mentioned at the top of the show like this wave of like weird sort of out there horror movies that are just like so wacky and what the fuck you know for the sake of it and they're hyped to fuck and skinkering well, that was, yes, and I'm definitely going to be mentioning that again in, on this episode. Um, thanks for bringing it up. But so I've started to kind of do this whole thing where if I feel like a film's getting a bit of hype behind it, I try not to watch anything or like read anything and then just try and – I think it's the best way sometimes to go in fairly blind. Now, recently a film came out that – and, and again, you, you get this every so often anyway with, with any film, but it, the hype was so severe with it. It was supposed to be the new Blair Witch Project and all this shit. It's a found footage movie called The Outwaters. It's been eagerly anticipated. I've seen so much hype around it. People have been posting about it left, right and centre. And I finally got the chance to watch it. It's been really fucking tricky to kind of find. And it's been on, it's on Screenbox in the States. So you, you can stream it from there. Um, and yeah, I've had to fucking sort out an account and VPN and all that kind of shit just to watch it. But it's not getting a release over here until later in the year. Apparently it's getting a, a physical release. But anyway, it's a found footage movie. And you know me, I like my found footage movies. Yeah. Um, And again, the hype for this was, you know, it was there was a lot of hype for it, you know. People were saying how, you know, this movie's going to be the next big thing. Um, I think that's is that the one I mentioned to you last. You episode? had mentioned it to me, and I had already yeah. heard of it, and I just and I just sort of stayed away from seeing anything about it. But yeah, so even you've come to me and said, "Hey, there's this film coming out," you know. So it's like I I've tried so hard not to see any trailers, anything. I've seen posters, I've seen people posting about it. I didn't really read too much into it so i'm like i'd want to go in if this is going to be what people recommend it's going to or say it's going to be i want to go in blind. i don't want to know too much about it so i managed to find it and and you know watch the film and i was so disappointed like it's <laughs> so essentially it's about four travelers who um well they're basically they go camping in the in a, the remote stretch of the fucking desert and it's like i don't know why you do that in the first place and it's almost like a big sort of it's almost like a big trip in, in a way like a drug fueled trip but they're not you know it, it's so basically it starts off the first kind of like 40 minutes is so painfully slow bear in mind this movie is like an hour and what an hour and 50 minutes an hour and 45 minutes so it's about the same length as uh stinkamarink right now, oh that's a problem for me because, again, I feel like found footage works in short bursts, a short form. You know, if you had, like, you know, if you make a found footage short, I think it works great. It's short, sharp, snappy. Um, you know, I think if you're going to make a feature length, you're talking 80, 90 minutes tops, I think is the best sort of way to go about it. 
Otherwise, you're just padding it out, right? And this movie definitely pads shit out. It's the first 40 minutes. There's not a lot going on at all. You're kind of introduced to these characters. There's uh, this main character, uh, Robbie, um, and his brother, Scott. We were introduced to them straight away. And their two friends, uh, Ange and Michelle. And basically, it starts off kind of like... The only interesting thing about it was one of them's a singer. And they start off by like filming stuff like to kind of promote her work and things like that, try and film like a DIY music video. Um, and there's a bit of sort of behind the scenes of her like, you know, singing and, you know, recording songs and stuff like that. And that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, the movie really, really starts out with the kind of the bullshit way that a lot of movies start out especially these kinds of movies where it's like all text information on screen these you know this was these people were missing been missing from blah blah blah. we found these these sd cards from the cameras blah blah and it's split into three like so there's three sd cards apparently that were found and the movie somehow splits it into the three cards so like you see card one and you get all the footage from that card so it's kind of tries to split itself into three acts um essentially and yeah. there is really no point to that other than to try and say that there's a beginning, a middle, and an end, because really, fuck all happens. So the first <laughs> card is really just the introduction of the characters. None of them are likable. None of them have any real redeeming factors. We don't really learn much about them other than that one's a singer, and two of them are related, and one of them had a birthday. That's about it. Other than that, I couldn't tell you fuck all else about any of these people. And the only reason I can remember their fucking names is because I've got it up on IMDb at the moment. So anyway... <laughs> Right. That's a that's a real lot for this film. Tonight. Yeah. So we get forty minutes of fucking pointless shit, no real no real tension building. Nothing really, really happens. They go off into the desert. I still don't really know why, but they're off in the desert. They decide to camp in the desert. It's an experience apparently or whatever. And again, the only real connection, the only real way I can say is any kind of relation to the Blair Witch Project is that, you know, weird shit happens at night. There's this weird, like, thunder sound effect thing that kind of happens. So, yeah, obviously budgets are always a thing with these found footage movies. They're always shot fairly cheaply and that. Um, but there's some of the effect stuff in this. I've seen, obviously, I watched the movie, then I went and kind of looked at other people's reviews and stuff of it. Um, I don't think the effects are good in this movie. I'll get to that. There's a lot to talk about here. I'm trying to rush through it, but like, <laughs> it's a start with like the sound effects. Cause that's the first thing, you know, that people tend to use to create tension, weird sounds and stuff like that. So you have this crashing thunder sounds during the night, but it's like the same little MP3 file that's been downloaded from the internet played over and over and over again. And it's sort of, you know, it sounds that they tried a bit too hard. I think with some of the sound design, aspects of it to try and make it you know to try and make it creepy this is again this movie tries to be oh aren't we being scary aren't we being scary and it's like not really no um so basically yeah the middle the middle act if you can call it is a bunch of weird shit happening that you know we're not sure who's sort of there's a there's a random guy like you only see him in silhouette with like a hatchet off in the distance and that's a bit weird and then next thing you know everyone's bleeding from somewhere they're covered in blood we're not sure why there's lots of screaming and basically the guy who directed this movie plays like the main character in this and i swear he has some kind of weird foot fetish because there's lots of shots of his feet in this film like (laughs) there's these weird fucking snake type creatures that kind of come out of fucking nowhere and the thing is it's so it's so confusing because like one minute it's nighttime then it's daytime then it's nighttime again then it's daytime again and it's like he has all he has this camera with him he must have shitloads of batteries because he's you know i mean it becomes day and night about 20 fucking times during this film um so how the fuck any of this was filmed and like it's just confusing i don't know what the fuck's going on that last especially the last 40 minutes it gets so weird and it just reminded me so heavily of Stinkamarink in that there are shots where nothing happens and you're not even sure what you're seeing because there'll be, it'll be the him with the camera and, a, and like a flashlight, but the beam of the flashlight is so narrow. So you can only really see such a small part of like 
what's going on and it's always focused off on something else, and it just seems very like I can kind of make something out I don't know what that is I'm not sure what this is yeah and it's just so bizarre and I think the only thing I can kind of guess is happening is that they're supposed to be in hell again this is kind right. of like the whole this seems like the go-to explanation for these weird films the same thing with stinkering right is that you know oh they went they're in hell and this is them reliving or whatever right it's like yeah well that that's not explained which is it doesn't really... know but you know what i mean that's how people go oh that's what it must be about that's what it must yeah. be about so basically you get the last sort of 40 30 40 minutes of this film are just things happening for no reason there are random shots there's about 20 minutes of that is just the director screaming and they go <laughs> right shit like that right for about 20 minutes he's covered in his feet yeah he's got covered in he's got his feet are covered in blood um i think at some point like Again, the effects are so bad, it's hard to kind of tell what's supposed to be happening. At one point, he starts peeling off what looks like condoms off of his feet. I'm guessing it's supposed to be his skin. I don't know, it's like some large, like massive Trojan fucking condom he's stuck on his foot. He's peeling it off, right? I, seriously, I shit you not, right? Um, and it's just like, there's there's these weird sort of snaky type creatures. It's like they wanted to be tremors, but they had like such a small budget. It was like, there's many, many snake things that attack them, and you know, but it's mostly like just him. For the most part, his friends seem to disappear. Then they come back. When they do, they're covered in blood and screaming for no, for I don't know, whatever. He finds his tent again at one point. He goes in. One of his, I, I swear, this is just some weird, like fetish movie. It's like because it's lots of his feet, lots of being covered in blood. One, I think it's an excuse for one of his mates to get a top off and start rubbing blood on her tits and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't know what the fuck is going on in this film. Fucking zero explanation. Um, we get loads of, like, before any of the weird shit happens, we get loads of random shots of donkeys. <laughs> donkeys are in, I mean, like, did the donkey, are the donkeys in hell? You know, are the donkey rides in hell? I don't know. Maybe. Um, what sort really, of desert is this? It, it just, you know, and, and again, I'm not someone that has to have everything explained for them and handheld the whole way for a film, but make it make some fucking sense, some sort of semblance of like something I can like just latch onto and go, right, here's, here's what's going on, you know? Um, yeah, incoherent. And again, like I said, with some of this, it just feels super fucking pretentious. Like, yeah. oh, I'm making this sort of high art kind of found footage movie. And it just, and again, the amount of praise this film's got, I mean, saying that it has had its fair share of like crap too, you know. Like, I've read a lot of reviews saying how shit it is. And <clears throat> I read those after watching the film. But, um, well, you know, like I said, here's, here's the thing. Obviously, we, you know, we've both made films short films, I've made a feature, yeah. et cetera. But like, we know what it takes to make something. And so obviously anyone that makes something, and I will reiterate this every fucking episode, anyone that makes something is a, is a triumph. You know, you went out, you did something, you made it, it's there, it's a thing, you, you created it. And that is fantastic. That's an amazing thing. Not everyone can do it. <clears throat> um, You know, but again, you got to understand if you're going to do that and put your work out there, going to get criticized by somebody there's always going to be someone that will rip it apart so yeah. you know while i do commend you know the director of skin and the director of the outwaters for getting out there and making something it kind of annoys me that this movie got so much support from horror websites so much media attention so much promotion it got theatrically released it's got a really good, I imagine a fairly decent deal with a streaming platform. I imagine this movie's going to make its budget back quite easily, if not, it probably already has. Yeah, the movie's not that great. Yeah. I would not recommend this film. And even if you're a diehard, you know, uh, found footage aficionado, it's, it's just, there's just nothing there to really keep you entertained. You know, there's just stuff happening. 
I mean, yeah. I'm going to go into spoiler territory. It, it, you know, there's this, there, there are shots of like, you know, I think it's just supposed to be this big assault on the senses. I think they just, the idea is that they're just going mad in the desert and they're just losing their shit and then weird shit starts happening. And obviously they're not imagining it because we're watching the footage that's being filmed. You know, half the time, like, for good big sections of it, he's running around chasing after one of his friends and the camera's upside down. So you that upside down shots, like, that's their popular nowadays. Yeah, you like those, don't you? Yeah, yeah there's Everything quite there's quite there's quite a few of them. There's a couple in uh, them what them that I watched as well. Yeah, um, and in the end, like you know, there's this sort of idea that there's this presence, you know, watching them and and you know talking to them and stuff like that. Um, and it was just at one point, he decides he's gonna, you know. Cut, cut himself open and spill his guts out and then walk around the desert with his guts hanging out. And I'm just like, why is any of this happening? It's just, is it for shock value? Because it's not shocking, it's just stupid. Yeah. So, all lot, right. A lot of them seem to be like this trip. Yeah. They're all like a trippy movie. Yeah. But, but it's just it just weird how it reminded me so much in some t- certain moments of Skinnamarink because it just felt a lot like you know, that kind of thing. Like, oh, let's just do this because it's weird and people will find it, you know. It's just pretentious. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think from what you've told me, I'm obviously not going to watch this movie, but if it makes you feel any better, I think what I'm getting from it is because it seems to be a lot of shots of this guy's feet, that I think that is why they called it a found foot fetish movie. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, do you know what? I would name the episode that, but we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> I mean, I could go on for another hour going on about this film and how, but this is what I mean. And I try to stay away from the hype. I try to stay away from and I'm glad I did because I feel like if this had been hyped up for me, I'd be like, "Oh my god, this this film looks amazing!" And then I, I probably I would have I would have been very fucking depressed, um, you know. But again, I don't get why it's hyped up. I don't get why so many of these horror websites got behind it and said, "Yeah, this is the next Blair Witch Project. This is the next big thing in found footage. This is blah, blah, blah. so much promotion for it." It's yeah. like, have you seen the film? Because it sucked. You know, I don't know. So, and part of it is probably a jealousy thing because, again, me as a filmmaker, I find it really hard to get my work out there, get it in front of people, get it promoted, get people to like the film. I, I mean, if people don't like the film, that's fine. I, I'm a fucking easy going when it comes to that. I'm so used to people saying, oh, you know, your movie sucked or whatever. But it's just the fact that, like, they got so much love and attention for Skin and Rink, for Outwaters. And again, this is just my opinion. Those movies did not deserve it. No, and get any any platforms out there or like all these horror websites. There's a movie out there called uh, Into the Black Abyss. Now you need to pick that for shit up. Well, we're working. We're working on that. It's on Chibi <laughs> in the states. It's on PAV Horror worldwide, um, and there are a few other platforms picking it up fairly soon, hopefully. Um, and it will it will be getting out there. You'll be able to see it for free soon, I think. Like, give it another six months. It'll be on somewhere where you can just watch it for free um, with adverts, probably, whatever. But, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things. Again, like, as a filmmaker, it's frustrating seeing, like, movies yeah. like this that feel a bit, a bit pretentious and a bit sort of thrown together and not like that. Yeah, I commend them for trying to sort of do something a little bit different, but it's not always, it doesn't always make for great entertainment, in my opinion. If you're making a horror movie, make it scary or try and make it, make something of it. Like, don't just throw a bunch of, like, downloaded sound effects together and say, oh, isn't that scary? Isn't that creepy? And then, you know, throw some blood on your feet and blood on your friends and... Condoms and whatever else, and try and you know. And like I said, I, I read a few reviews saying, "Oh, the effects are great. The effects are great." And it's like, I don't know what the budget is. Maybe for the budget, the effects are good, but to me, looking at it, the, the effects were really low budget and just not great. Yeah. Um, you could do so a series. About, 
with yeah. like pretty much zero but, budget. But we need to move on. We need to move on because, like I said, I will talk about this ridiculously like, <laughs> for hours and hours and hours. But anyway, so yeah, I don't recommend that one at all. I'll give it a two out of five if we're doing that whole thing. Very yeah. disappointing. You... I don't even know why the two's there. The two's there just because they tried something different. Yeah. It just I'll give it a five if you're into foot fetishes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, got a few news stories. We'll burn through these pretty quick. Um, I don't know if you... Uh, I mean, again, we're, we're sticking with a kind of found footage thing, actually. There was a found footage slash uh, screen life film that came out about three or four years ago now uh, called Searching, and it was about a guy who was looking for his missing daughter. Um, there is a sequel to that um, called Missing. It's actually been, I think it's been released theatrically, but apparently it's coming out on uh, the 7th of March on DVD, Blu-ray, and on... Um, digital, uh, yeah, seventh of March and the twenty eighth of March for the physical release. Sorry, so seventh of March for the, the the digital side of it. Um, so I'm not seeing actually any trailers for it, but it stars Storm Reed and Nia Long. Um, the actual the movie, the original one, Searching, was really good. Actually, it was one of those films that it was better than it deserved to be. Like you'd look at the trailer for it and go, yeah, it's all right. I'll give it a watch. You watch it, it's actually like really, really good. Um. So yeah, it's kind of interesting to see that they've made a sequel to it. It's don't think it's directly related to the first the events of the first film. I think it's a kind of a different, you know, but it's kind of in the same yeah. presentation of a different story. So I'm looking forward to that. That's something I might watch and talk about on the show, but that's coming out very, very soon. Next story. Um have you ever played Dead by Daylight, the video game? Yeah, I did have yeah, Quite fun. I like it. Uh, Blumhouse have picked up the rights of Blumhouse and James Wan. Remember we talked about them creating their own kind of, you know, film company together. Blumhouse and James Wan have picked up the rights to make a film, a Dead by Daylight film. So, interesting. We'll see how that goes. Please don't fuck it up. Probably. No. I mean, (laughs) you never know, you know. Um, We'll see. Again, with those two, like, you know, Jason Blum and uh, James Wan together, you never know might come something really good of it and again david Daly, yeah. it's kind of an interesting concept could be fun to see as a film you know it, it might work it might not i just want to see what they do with it not a lot of details about it yet obviously i doubt yeah. there's even a script or anything anyone attached to it it's just the fact that they've got the rights to make it and they're planning to um right uh, horror conventions, they're a big thing all over the world. Uh, I want to talk about HorrorCon UK because they're slowly gearing up for their May event, which is the 20 to the 21st of May. Uh, it's an event held in Sheffield. I believe this, they did this twice a year. Is it once? I can't remember if it's once or twice a year. Um, I think they do one in October. I can't, I might be wrong. Anyway, HorrorCon UK in Sheffield, they've announced some guests. And so far, we have Doug Bradley. Jonathan Breck, or Doug Bradley, who plays Pinhead from How Is It, if you didn't know, but most people probably do. Yeah. Jonathan Breck from Jeeps Creepers. Eileen Dietz, who was from The Exorcist. And literally last night, they announced that Kane Hodder is going to be attending as well, which is pretty big for a mm-hmm. UK um, horror con. Um, loads more to be announced. They usually have a pretty good lineup. Um, again, it's a, cool, it's a cool little convention. It's one of the bigger ones. Um... For the love of horror is like the other big one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, HorrorConUK.com, if you want to check out more guests coming, uh, sign up to their newsletter. They usually email you when there's new stuff coming. Uh, yeah. Last bit of news. So, Cocaine Bear came out recently. I haven't had a chance to go see it. I have not fun. seen it yet. Sure. It looks fun. No, I've not seen it. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of, you know, hopefully we can talk about it on the show at some point when we do get around to seeing it. But, you know, the Asylum, we've talked about them on the show before. Yeah. yeah they're one of these companies that kind of has this habit of like taking something that's popular or current and doing their own kind of version of it. So, Asylum are now releasing a movie called Attack of the Meth Gator. Uh, so basically, it's their own, <laughs> it's their own take on uh, on cocaine bear, essentially. So oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I know it's it's been announced. Um, I don't know if there's actually, I don't think there's actually a release date for it yet. Um, but I imagine it won't take long to knock this one together because most of the films put <laughs> together pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, so they've announced, have announced it. Um, it. Apparently, it's coming out in the summer. There you go. So no actual release date as such, but it's... Uh, so it's, I've noticed a big thing. There seems to be a lot of drugs in these horror movies these days. 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. Either that or the, there's ones where they want you to feel like you're on drugs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah, Attack of the Meth Gate are coming this summer. I imagine oh that will probably coincide with the release of the of Cocaine Bear on um, home video. Anyway, yeah. let's talk about the main thing we're here to talk about, our main review. We are discussing, giving our thoughts on Brandon Cronenberg's new movie, Infinity Pool. Can, uh, can, I, do the, can, was, I, can I just do the main review thing? Because I, I haven't got worse to the week now. Okay. Go for it. The main review. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel better now. Okay. Cool. Well, glad you got that out of your system. Okay. So the main <laughs> review for this week, we're discussing Infinity Pool, which uh, recently just came out on uh, uh, Video On Demand. So this is a, this is a very small festival run earlier in the year. Uh, so from director Brandon Cronenberg, who we can't really not talk about the fact that it's David Cronenberg's son directing this film. This is his third movie. The last one, which came out two, three years ago now, um, Possessor. I fucking loved that film. I don't know if you got a chance to see Possessor. Um, that was actually one of my favorite movies of the year that it came out. Um, let me double check when that came out. Um, yeah, I didn't say that. But yeah, I think that's actually on uh, Shudder. I think it's on Shudder. Um, yeah, 2020, Possessor came out. And um, I thought that was my that was pretty much my favourite movie of that year. I thought it was fucking great. Um, unique concept, you know, quite a low budget, but like not, not in a way that hurt the film. Um, he was able to tell the story uh, the way that he wanted to, and it, it came out great. I, li- I liked Possessor. I thought it was a great movie, so I was very excited when Infinity Pool was announced. Bigger budget, more kind of you know, bigger story. Bigger names, um, bigger names in it. Yeah. So this one's yeah. got Alexander Skarsgård in it, Mia Goth, who he's she, she's a she's a powerhouse at the moment. She's doing a lot for horror, um, like her or yeah. not. She's been a big supporter of the horror genre and a big promoter of the horror genre. And, you know, obviously with things like X and Pearl and Maxine or whatever the new one is that's coming out, she's she's doing a lot. Of, she's done a fair bit of horror in the past as well. Um, so, yep. Infinity Pool. This is about James and M. Foster, um, who are enjoying an all-inclusive beach vacation in the fictional island of La Tolka. Uh, when a fatal accident exposes the resort's perverse subculture of hedonistic tourism, reckless violence, and surreal horrors. So essentially, without trying to get too well, we're going to get into spoiler territory. We can't really talk around some of the aspects of this movie. But essentially, there is this kind of, what seems like a kind of idealistic, perfect resort place to go to, to, you know, you know, have a relaxing time. You know, you're not supposed to leave this compound. Uh, yeah. On the outside of that, there's a completely different world in that where rich people can kind of literally do what the fuck they want. And, you know, there are zero consequences. Zero consequences. And what I mean by that is, you know, you can't... Without, without we're trying to boil it down to the basics, you can't die, essentially. You can be brought back. You can be... Um, you know, there's uh, a way for them to clone you, basically. Let's just put it that way. So it's a movie yeah. that has this kind of really weird, a lot of, again, a lot of Brandon Cranberry stuff has this weird sci-fi horror edge to it in that it has this science fiction element where there's this technology that exists that they can clone you. Yeah. And, you know, so our main character uh, kills somebody, basically, um, I'm skipping ahead a bit, but we'll just get we'll get to certain parts. But he kills somebody, and then you know during the during the, the night he's taken away to the police station, and they basically offer him this this deal like you pay us money, we will create a clone of you, and that clone will be put to death for your crimes. So like any time they do something, and you know, obviously the penalty is death. They can make a clone. They can kill the clone off. It's just—it's a very weird concept. I'm not sure. There are some good ideas within it, but I'm not sure overall it works. Um, it's a bit. It's a bit. Uh, it was a bit hit and miss for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck. Come on, what? Where, where am I now? In this? Like, yeah. 
it, it seems really strange to me that this, obviously this resort seems very idealistic and there's lots of money in there. The rest of the, you know, this island or whatever seemed quite run down and a bit poor. And for them to have this weird technology in, I'm guessing it was, it was in the police station to allow them to do, I, I, there was so many weird like questions like, how, why is that there? How, how is this a thing? Yeah. Well, to be fair, I mean, it's to say it's run down and everything, but they have to pay, don't they, to have this clone mm. done? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of weird things. I had a lot of questions. Um. So yeah. So Alexander Skarsgård, who plays our main character, James, his wife, uh, M, Emma, played by Cleopatra Coleman. Um, it starts off with them, you know, kind of not on the greatest of terms. Like he's he's a struggling writer. He's written a book. He's trying to write a second book. But she's paying his way, kind of thing. She's she's the one with the money, um, and yeah, he's not in the greatest place. And I think this is a break to kind of try and clear his mind and try and get inspiration. Yeah. Um, and one night they kind of bump into. Uh, two other characters uh gabby who's played by mia goth and she sort of very comes very attached to james and um very the next day they kind of meet up they go go to the beach to eat a lot of sausage and um then she decides to play with his sausage and uh, that was really fucking weird as well he's going for a piss after a few beers and a lot of uh wiener and she decides that she's going to give him a handy. Well, hello there. And that, that to me, was a very strange scene. Like, yeah, like it was, whatever. Yeah, it was, it's so much very strange, weird, out-of-place shit with this film. Um, you know, and I get it. It's, you know, Brandon Cronenberg. It's not, you know, some of it is a little bit out there. The ideas are out there, but I felt like with Possessor, a lot of the ideas worked. It really played into the sci-fi edge of, of that film, and you know, there are themes that are recurrent within that that are recurrent within this as well, like the loss of identity. I liked the idea that like they had not so much the idea of like how it all went out, but like the I think they should have played more on the idea of like, is he really him or is he a clone? Yeah, that's what I, I was like. Well. But that's never to, explored. No, it's like who is so, especially when he like towards the end when he goes back. Yeah, it's like okay, so is this the real him? Is this not him? Yeah. So basically, what it comes down to, he falls in with this group who know the same, who know the secret of the island that they can be kind. They have this kind of working relationship with like the you know, the, the main police guy who, you know, can get shit done and like, they just run amok. They do whatever the fuck they want. And whenever there's consequences for their actions, they just pay money, get a clone. The clone then has to suffer the consequences. Um, and so, yeah, it's just about a bunch of fucking sport, little rich bitches running around this island and whatever the fuck they want. He falls in with this crowd and they kind of just, he's like a peer pressure type thing. They get him to do stuff he wouldn't normally do, experience things he wouldn't normally experience. But none of it feels no. entertaining or there's much point to it. Mirgoth's super fucking annoying in this film. I'm not, her, to be fair, I'm not, I don't rate her too much. Like, she's fine, fair enough. She's an alright actress. I'm not like, but I just feel like the roles she, she chooses aren't always like, yeah, always I mean, kind of a bit annoying and like she's so fucking annoying in this as well like she gets I think that's probably the idea is for this it, it is it is you, but i feel like and, and and kudos to her for doing it and playing it out but like i feel like it was just too much yeah, it was she just wanted to slap her just yeah and i know that sort of i know the idea behind it is that you're supposed to be irritated by this character but it was just too, it, sometimes it was just too much um and you just got it just got really distracting I mean, then the, it's not when the throw the drugs part that what well, the drugs bit and it went on this like 10 15 minute trip. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you can yeah. call it. It's like, so what the fuck's going on? Yeah. There's a lot of like weird sort of horror imagery within these sequences, these very sort of head fucky kind of like trippy sequences. And he's done that. He did, yeah, did a lot of that in Possessor and that stuff worked really well within that film. It felt like he was just kind of repeating that in this and that it necessarily didn't quite fit the film. And yeah, it just felt like really fucking pointless. And I mean, like the ending, I kind of liked in a way and found it kind of amusing in that they're all on a bus at the, at the end of the end. The holiday's over. They were on the bus of the way and they're just talking about normal people. Like yeah. nothing fucking happened. I found that kind of amusing because it's like, you know what I mean? They spend their days being normal people and their holiday is a holiday away from themselves where they can be these people who can go and commit murder and commit crime and do all this fucked up shit and then just pay a bunch of money for, you know, to get, get away with it basically. Um, yeah, they yeah, get I off just, on watching, could just get off on watching themselves get killed. Yeah, which is fucking weird, but that's the, I guess, the point of it. Um, I wish, I, I wish I could say I liked it. Um, it was too long. It was like nearly two hours long. It felt longer. Yeah, there, there was parts in it that just dragged on for no I know, reason. I know. And again, you you combine like the idea itself isn't terrible. I just wish the execution of it was better. Like, I wish there was a way... There is a movie there. There's an, Within the idea, there is a movie that exists that is much better. Um, you know, maybe it's, they should, it should have been a different location, maybe different actors, different, you know what I mean, for certain parts. Um, just tightening of the story a bit more, condensing it down to kind of 100 minutes, shave about 20 minutes off would have been nice. You know, some of the yeah. more annoying scenes, just fucking, you know, rewrite those. And I just feel like explain a little bit more about how and why these things exist why is it why is this a thing um yeah. i again, personally would i would have took that whole uh L- lsd trip sex drugs scene where really it just basically was glancing at naked people having a gangbang yeah i would have took that out and explored yeah. more on the actual, like you say, why and how type thing, rather than having it fully, because that was a big chunk of the actual movie. Yes, yeah. I'm always kind of like, well, this 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 bit's not entertaining to me because. You've seen it so many times, and it's like, so is it just the fact that you fed him a load of drugs just to get, get him off, but then you're getting him to kill himself? It just left you wondering what's who's who and what's what. Yeah, it was just to get him, it was more to control him, wasn't it? And get him to do. They yeah. got to the point where they'd fucked with each other so much, they had to bring someone new into the fold, and they, he was their little pet to fuck with. and manipulate and do whatever and oh get him to do this get him to do that. oh you know you know and it just felt it was just oh it just made you feel a bit icky you know the whole thing and like i get that's yeah. the whole point i guess like i don't know man i didn't enjoy this one as much as i wanted to i didn't enjoy this one as much as possessor i thought that was a much better film uh i feel like i feel like some of the filmmaking this felt a bit you know yeah i think the fact that it had big names in it was what really sold it for me yeah, and again, I feel like you could have made this film without that, without the the bigger names in this, and it wouldn't have made a big difference, personally. Like, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I said, Migoff, she's fine and everything, but it's just the fact that, like, I feel like she just becomes annoying characters and everything she's in, whether she intends to or not, whether that's how they're written, or whether that's what she gravitates towards. I've seen her in much that I thought, yeah, okay. You know, I mean, I just feel like... Yeah. And she was just super fucking annoying in this film. <laughs> uh, you really wanted to slap that bitch, didn't you? Yeah, a little bit. And it's just, yeah, I just, I don't know. Um, the character, not me, Goff, yeah, the character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, can't really recommend it. I'm just saying. I mean, there's, there's loads we could go into. There's a lot more we could talk about. I don't really want to, I've already kind of spoiled a fair bit of it. But like, yeah. you know, if you're 
if this is the sort of film that you know you think you'd enjoy, then fine, go for it. But it's just bear in mind it does drag a bit. It's a little bit too long. Some of it's just a bit. I, I you know, there are films that don't make sense that I I'm okay with. You know, films that are open to interpretation that I'm okay with. This borderline is one of those films. Yeah. But I just wish there was a little bit certain, just tight, a few few minor things. I wish there was just a bit more explanation for. Yeah, um, it just seemed a bit all over the place. You can be weird. You can be weird and out there, and you know, have these weird sequences where I'm not sure what's real, and what isn't. That's fine. But explain the fucking technology behind this a bit more. Explain why this is happening. And yeah, there's a lot of confusion. Maybe it's just the fact that like. There were moments within this film where I just felt like, you know, I'm going to pause it and just kind of go make a cup of tea or whatever because, like, I feel like it's getting to a stage where I'm just like, I'm going to zone out. Yeah. If I don't sort of have a tiny break from it, which is not great. I like a film to, like, grab my attention from beginning to end. But, but yeah. Grab me what? Grab my attention. Uh, I thought I was talking about me and Goff again, then. Not my beach sausage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um yeah so that would have been a bit sloppy straight after a piss as well wouldn't it oh yeah that just i don't know I don't, why. I, <laughs> that just I, kind of like for it like i was like really i don't like, actually think he'd finished either i was like getting to shake it off at least yeah what, i mean the leaf or something i don't know yeah and to have that shot where you just see cum dripping onto the floor, I mean, why would why do we need to see that it was pretty obvious what was going on yeah, he was making the O-face. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but anyways. Um, yeah, so it's it's a weird one. It was always going to be a weird one. It's, you know, f- just from the nature of the right director. Um, you know, he's got a promising career. You know, he does. Yeah. And definitely trying to, like, do stuff that's sort of in similar vein to his dad's work, but sets himself aside from it. If he can put out more stuff like Possessor, I'm all for it. I think that was a really strong film. You know, that yeah, it wasn't perfect. Could have been better, you know, but it had the... Had, it was, you know, that movie was more shocking as well. It had a lot more brutality to it, whereas this felt a little bit sort of reserved, like he was holding back in some areas. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, it was it was a pretty like I don't know if it was holding back. I don't want to say what. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, they also, say, all the movies seem to be kind of sex, drugs. Uh, there's no rock and roll, but it's sex and drugs fueled with a, f- a few upside down shots thrown in. Yeah, yes, there was one particular shot in this that was upside down. You're right. <laughs> um, you know. Like I said, I think if you're a fan of Possessor, it's going to be a little bit of a disappointment. It's not that, you know, for me, that's what I excited me about wanting to see this was that his last movie I thought was fucking great. I really liked it. And again, not everyone felt the same way. Not everyone loved it. And, you know, but I, I happened to feel that that was one of the better films of that year. Um, I've not seen for, it, so... I, I, I think it's on Shudder. I think it's on Shudder at the minute. Um, there is yeah. something like that. I'm sure I've seen it, but there's like three of them. No, it's not that. It's There's not only that. one of this. But anyway. I'll have a look. My 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 advice on this one, if anyone cares, is don't watch it. Don't 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 waste your time on this one. Uh, it sounds really horrible, but it's two hours, you won't get back. You'll just find yourself frustrated and annoyed at like some of the characters. And it's just if you were after a a good sort of follow up to Possessor, I you're not gonna find it here. I really hope his next movie is is a better effort than this. Yeah. I think it's kind of ideas, but... I hope it gets some uh, critical feedback and it doesn't just listen to all the fake hype shit Mm. that everybody will give him, like, this was the best film you've ever made and all that lot. And he takes away and he listens to the bad reviews as well to be able to say, right, okay, that... That that part did not work. Let's so let's work on that, and hopefully, like you say, his next film will be more not structured, but you know, more within his realms. If you know what I mean, like you know, you're gonna get a good film. 
yeah. like you say, with this one, it is, if you want to watch someone on a Saturday night, I would say, yeah, go watch it, but don't watch it on a Saturday night. Watch it on a Sunday night when you're always tired and you've watched your best movie on the Saturday because you are going to want to get up and go make a drink in between. You're going to want to pause it. You're gonna to want to go. You know, mm. you want to go to the toilet yeah. and stuff like I, that. It's just. I, I just find it. I just find it hard to recommend to anyone. I feel like it was such a effort to sit through it, and film yeah. shouldn't be like that. And and again, I, like I said, I I know he's a talented writer and filmmaker. I know that. I know this guy has got a bright future. But you know, Possessor, hands down, was my favorite film of that year, and. I thought they had some. I keep going back to that film, but like that's the that's why basing my like my my hype, my anticipation for this movie was based off of that what he'd just done, you know. And it's always yeah. disappointing when someone comes out the gate with such well, it's his second film, but comes out with such a great movie, really good concept, really well made, everything about it worked for me, and then going to something like this where it's almost the complete opposite. I just didn't. From the opening, I just wasn't that interested in it. You know, like nothing really gripped me. You know what I mean? Apart from the idea, which has been explored in other things, like when it comes to clones and stuff like that, of like, is he really him or is he the clone? Is he yeah. a copy of a copy of a copy? You know, and yeah. what does that do? You know, but that was never really fully explored. It was mentioned, it was brought up, he thought about it, he, that made him, you know, but like it wasn't like the main theme of the film. Which I feel like it should have been, but hey, is what it is. It's, yeah, it was. It yeah. was another hype talk. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was fairly hyped. It was fairly hyped, and but it did. You know, but the thing is, it, it went to festivals and it did well at festivals, and it had good positive feedback from festivals. And as soon as that happens, everyone talks about it. Do you know what I mean? So, um, you know. Yeah. yeah, so I can't personally recommend Infinity Pool. I'm sorry. I mean, I love. To, I'd love to turn around and say yes, it's a great movie. Go check it out. But I was. Yeah. I mean, from the title, I was expecting something completely different, especially when it started. Because mm. I don't know if anybody knows, like Infinity Pools, or the um, some of them, like it's these dark little things in it where you just lay in. Is that right? Yeah. Am I? It's like yeah. a sensory pool thing. I think so, yeah. Type. Something yeah. like that. That's what I was expecting. Yeah. And the only time an Infinity Pool was mentioned was by Mia Goff when their pool collapsed and killed a lot of people. Yeah, which is the crime that was well, the what what his what her other half went down for, and how he found out about the I don't know whatever. Yeah. I, That's what I mean. It was it weren't really explored, was it? So I'm like. So is Infinity Pool, it's got to be that little chamber type thing mm. where they just keep getting reborn type That's what I'm guessing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so slightly disappointed with that one, not going to lie, but there you go. Yeah. Um, but I think we'll wrap the episode up because we've been talking for a fair while about the same shit. Shit. Um, <laughs> but yes, please, uh, thank you very much for listening to us waffle on. If you want to recommend anything to us, Horrorsquadcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on the social medias at Horrorsquadcast. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some guests on soon. We're still working on that. It's still going to happen eventually. Yeah. Um, and next episode, which will be hopefully in two weeks' time, unless something drastic happens, uh, we'll hopefully be talking about Knock at the Cabin, the M. Night Shyamalan movie that oh, came out recently. Uh, two weeks' time. What's that, the 17th? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because I'm aware that week. Okay, well, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll do an episode soon-ish. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm we actually going down. Yeah, I'm going down on set to meet the crew that weekend before okay. filming. Let me know your yeah. schedule, and we'll, we'll we'll sort something out. Even if we end up recording a few days earlier or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, so next episode will be out as and when. This is the thing at the moment. Our schedule is a bit crazy and all over the place and. So it's hard to find the time to record. So yeah, we're just doing the best we can. But thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, unfortunately, do. we haven't been able to really recommend too much stuff this week. It's been a bit of a shit week. Yeah, I mean, anything that we've talked about, if it grips you or you want to check it out and you have your own opinion, like you said, go check them out. Hit us up on the socials and let us know what you thought. 
yeah. because that's what it's all about. We, you know, if you've got a different take or a different angle on the actual any of the movies we spoke about, especially Infinity Pool, it'd be nice to hear your your opinion and what you thought of it and what you took from it. Basically, yeah, definitely. So, absolutely right. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back yes. very very soon. Thank you very much and goodbye. Yeah.